So, hi folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals. I'm staring at a cat. Uh, there's a dog in Ursula's lap right now. A hound is, needs love, all the love. I, you know, Sergei had been a pain in the arse until such time as I fed him, and now he's getting himself ready for a nap on his tower in the hallway. Since he couldn't get up on the top of the one bookshelf and spectacularly crashed, he didn't get hurt, but... I might be picking up Space Marines for a while. That also being said, okay, so... Okay, Kevin, you have to stop there and tell all, all of right. the Warhammer people who just sat up what your chosen army is. Fine. Raven Guard, Corvus, Corax is, is my Primarch, and, uh, yeah, no, for the Emperor, and, anyway... Now, now is that can we can we go on now? We can go on now, but you know they would have asked. I probably you're right. You're right. Okay, so the other thing is that this podcast will contain swearing, unlike the podcast where we eat cheap foods. We will not be providing explicit content, but the Look, podcast we eventually slip and drop an f bomb. We do, and since iTunes only has two options, clean and explicit. We kind of have to mark it as explicit. Really sorry about that. PG-13 is what we aim for. Absolutely. And we've taken like almost a minute and 45 seconds to do this. So hi, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 62. Look, if they've gotten to episode 62, they either know what to expect or and are cutting us slack or... um. Now they have a better idea what to expect. That's very true. All right, you you win me there. You you've got me. And oh, for God's sake, the hound is now cleaning and grooming Smokey the cat. And if I wasn't already type two diabetic, my toes I I would be my pancreas would be failing. Just I can't I cannot express how disgustingly sweet this is to watch. the The problem with hound is that she's extremely stupid. Yeah. And she's extremely pushy, and she has yeah. no manners. None. And we normally this would make for a very bad dog, but she is also the happiest, sweetest, most affectionate dog. Relentlessly affectionate. And relentlessly housebroken. Yes. Which, honestly, she's a really good dog, except for the fact that you cannot pay attention to any other animal when she is present. Yeah, it's, that's fair. That's fair. Yes. Anyway, we've talked anyway, enough about our dogs. We've talked enough about the dogs. We, we should talk about productivity. We will. And this week, productivity has a particular challenge. Oh, does it ever? We are staring down a hurricane right now. Yes. Uh, this is not the first time I've done this wait and watch, wait and watch while I wait to see, you know, well, the storm track is changing every half hour. And the news outlets are saying that, woe unto us, our doom is coming, and we will all die in the flooding and the winds and the trees falling. Uh, and here's the thing. News outlets make money if you pay attention to them. Right. But at the same time... Most of them are staffed by decent human beings who truly don't want you to die. Correct. So you have to sort of juggle the knowledge that it is in their best interest to make you think it is the storm of the century with the fact that if it is the storm of the century, they want you to get the hell out. And this is this is a complicated juggling act. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, people... If you just dismiss everything as, oh, it's all fake news, well, then you wind up like one of the people who decide to stay on Cape Hatteras, for example, where they're going to get probably an eight-foot storm surge. And yes. if you believe everything they say, then you work yourself into an intense froth. So you have to kind of juggle how bad is it going to be based on... Somewhat your experience, and always err on the side of caution, yes. because it's much better to be inconvenienced and go out of town for a little bit than to be dead. And this is this is very true. Now, on the death is the ultimate inconvenience, people. And you're really not there very productive when you're dead. 
No, honestly, your productivity really, really tanks once once you're in the ground. Worms and beetles and things like that, they become excessively productive. Yes, but, but you that yourself, doesn't help you, yeah. No. The the flip side in all of this is that for the people who are in impacted areas, who are going to take the brunt of the storm, which is basically coastal areas, uh, they're being advised to get out. And my ex-wife had come to pick up our test subject. He's not. He won't be with us this week. He is uh, relocated further inland with his mom in case uh, because we're likely to lose power if at the if the storm comes and wallops us. We're in a much more rural area, mm-hmm. and it will take them a lot longer, basically, to yeah. fix the power grid. And we no. have a generator. We're extremely well positioned. We have all of the equipment, but it is still... And also, let's face it, she will worry a lot more. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Kevin is is fairly mellow, and as long as he knows he's fine, won't panic. But no. Uh, so it's just better for him to be with his mom during this trip. Yeah, and that's that's fine. At the moment, this, the eye of the storm, the bulk of the storm, isn't tracking towards us. But I'm finding my my own productivity, like for work and for doing the podcast and things like that, kind of impacted. Oh, mine's completely shot to shit. I've written less than a thousand right. words this entire week. Well, but are you doing what I'm doing, which is about every hour and a half, two hours, I'm going over to Weather Underground, right? I'm pulling up their interactive map. With the storm track and the fronts and the satellite views and the radar so that I can look at the the history of the storm, the storm track, what fronts are going to be pushing against it, pressure systems, all that stuff. And then figuring, you know, looking at and making my own sort of little guess as to what it's going to do in the next 12 hours, because that's about as far out as you can predict these suckers until they make landfall. No, that's not what I'm doing. Okay. I'm waiting in line for gasoline at the one gas station that has working pumps in Pittsburgh, and then I'm going and buying bottled water and tie-downs and batteries. I'm also doing my day job during all of that. I mean... (laughs) I, I don't want yes, to... Yes, I just want it to be... No, right, that, right. That, no, I am not updating the storm tracker. I am doing hurricane prep. And then after work, I'm doing things like strapping down the chicken houses and setting up the kennels in the thing and reassuring friends who've never done this before. Yes. Uh, since this is my I-don't-remember-how-many-th hurricane and at least my third, it looks like, at Cat... Two or better. Uh, for those who are concerned, our new arrival, Liz, who is new to North mm-hmm. Carolina, is going to come here basically after work, and so she'll be here. Uh, yep. Just so that you know, you don't want to ride out your very first hurricane alone. If nothing else, it's boring. Mm-hmm. And we, we have can... card games. Oh, do we have card games? Uh, we have card games. I think we've got some board games. We have all kinds of RPGs, so we're we're set. Um, we have uh, we have lots of boxed wine and. Yes. Uh, and water. Bottled water. Now, the thing a lot of the news okay, outlets... Okay, I, I, this hold on. is going to drive me nuts unless you, you acknowledge that I have done some some serious errand running you, these last You've few done days. amazing errand running. You always do amazing errand running, but you've been doing, like, above and beyond the last couple days. Thank you. Yes. I've only written 800 words in the last, like, three days, and I've been really feeling sort of unemployed. And then, you know, tomorrow when there's nothing else to do and running another errand is not adding on to things and it, she's going to sit down and write scads and scads. words, probably, yeah. yes. But. The thing a lot of the news outlets and the preparedness guides and all of that do not tell you, and I think is a common sense thing for any disaster, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's planning for an earthquake or whatever – and that is to back up your data. Yes, absolutely. Back up your data to somewhere that isn't your house. The hard drive that you do your backups to does you no good if it's in the office that your computer was when the tree fell on it. And I right. am pleased that 90% like all of my writing is on Dropbox mm-hmm. and virtually all of my art that I care about is either Topotico has the print files. Yep. Or SoFolf has the comic files. Uh, so if I had a total loss of my main computer, I would be really pissed that uh, I had to go wrangle all those fonts again. 
And that's basically yeah, it. I actually had a an event where I fucked up, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that one, and deleted my entire home directory on my work machine. So I had to spend, like, the next morning basically recovering from, oops, I have lost everything, except I didn't really lose everything because I have my data scattered across a couple different sync services. So all I had to do was log in, link to them, and then wait for the sync to finish. Yeah. If, if you can find an automated way to do that sort of thing, do it because it will save you so much time and trouble and whatever. Uh, I know Linux has a built-in tool that will put everything offsite yeah, from your desktop. If you're, uh, Ursula's on a Mac and she's using... Uh, like she said, she uses Dropbox for the, the bulk of her document storage and things I like that. I upgraded actually to business Dropbox because I do a lot of image files, yep. and a high-quality print file takes up a lot of goddamn data. It does. It does. The other thing that I did see, and I almost, I almost chewed on the table when I saw it, is my, my insurance company. Mm-hmm. Right. Our insurance company for work sent me, sent us a thing that says things to do, you know, things to make sure you have when you, if you have to evacuate. And on that was the inevitable, a list of passwords for the websites for your insurance carrier and things like that. And I just want to yell. You should not have a written paper list of your passwords unless it's in a safe that you only open in an emergency. Use a password wallet, people. For the love of God, <laughs> use LastPass. Use One Password. Use KeyPass. Whatever. And these are all things that, again, can store them outside your house. If I you sorry, know, that noise you just heard, internet was hound climbing in my lap. Yes, she's looking at the microphone quite a lot now. Um, I use LastPass. Uh, I used to use 1Password, but I got a better deal on LastPass, and uh, now it's just sort of inertia. So if I happen to, if I have to leave the house, I don't have to worry about my, you know, where's my written list of passwords, or more importantly, I don't have to worry about dropping it or someone stealing it while I'm, you know, in transit. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Um, Also, to reassure anyone listening to this, uh, the chickens... Have oh yeah, been provided for. They get they go in dog kennels in the garage, mm-hmm. which have you know their nice fluffy sawdust. Yep. Uh, I actually like sand more for bedding, but fluffy sawdust is fine too for temp. And if should there be flooding in the garage, which is unlikely but possible, they will go into my studio. It is not actually possible for my studio to flood unless basically the entire ice caps have melted. Right. And that's that's something we're, we're quite above sea level. Here. Yeah, and that's that's something I think I want to point out. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you're in North Carolina. Is there anything we can do? Are you going to be okay? Do you need to evacuate?" We're a hundred and forty miles from the coast. Yeah. If the flooding on a hill, <laughs> on a hill, if we are at a point of flooding where we need to evacuate, there are much bigger problems than whether or not we need to evacuate. Mostly that. Pretty much the entire eastern seaboard is underwater at that point. Exactly. Once we need to evacuate, you need to worry about the fact that, for example, Washington, D.C. no longer exists. And uh, (laughs) honestly, neither would New York City or Baltimore. These, we are, Yeah. yeah, we are far enough above sea level and far enough away from sea level that, okay, so given the current run of climate change and all that stuff and about 200 years, this is probably going to be beachfront property, but in 200 years, that's a whole other problem. There's also, uh, I think it might be good to, uh, just because I was sort of pleased with the response to this, to talk about being healthy versus being helpful. Yes. Uh, And and I want to go on record now. In these differences, helpful actually helps me be more productive. Helpy is actually sort of... uh, a drain on my time. Yes. Yeah. When you are helpful is something like, can I help? Here is my address. If you need to evacuate, you can come here. Here is 50 bucks. Is there anything you need to know? I have been through hurricanes before. It usually starts with, let me ask you a question. 
<laughs> like, right. do you need anything? Yeah. I, I actually got that from my uh, my old director, my director at my last job. Yes. Um, Harold actually messaged me today and he said, hey, um, is there anything we can, are, are you all, is, is everything, are you taking care of and is there anything we can do to help from i mean he's in washington state so not really but uh, you know that was helpful yes our buddies mm -hmm. in massachusetts who were like there is no chance the storm will, will hit here here is our address if all goes ill come here bring the chickens we have space that is helpful it is very unlikely that we will need to take them up on that but by god we know if there is an absolute crisis there is a place to go with the chickens one of several yes many many places in fact helpy is something else helpy is the thing you do when and and the thing is it comes from such a human urge that i can't I, i'm not mad about it it's just there are, look and i do it too it's i'm worried about you i have no way to help but if i give you advice that's like helping, and that makes me feel better that I'm doing something. And if I give you enough advice, I will make this kind of shield over you that the storm won't get through. It doesn't actually help, but no. it makes me feel better that I am giving you advice. <laughs> Don't be helpy. Um, helpy is things like, you know you should fill the bathtub. Okay, yes, we do know that. We've lived here. I've lived here for well over a decade. Kevin has lived here almost his entire life. 19, since about 1974 or 1975. We do know you're supposed to fill the bathtub. Furthermore, that's not some good advice five days before the hurricane <laughs> makes landfall because maybe i'd like to take a freaking bath yeah that there is there is some some immediacy that you miss a lot of times between the news reports and the urge to help is you, you want to give this advice or whatever right away and if you were listening to the news cycle, you would think we've been underwater and this storm has been pounding on the coast now for four days. Or or that, that you and I are basically staring up at a wall of hurricane like, like you know, the middle of Twister and there are cows flying past. Okay, look, the the when you when you're actually near that actual storm wall, that outer wall of rain on the hurricane, it's actually pretty nifty. But but <clears throat> there have been no flying cows locally. No, no. Uh, and, if and there the, are, they are unrelated to the storm and probably much more related to frat boys. Yeah, and the the thing is though, the storm is still three hundred and some odd miles away, and it's moving seventeen miles an hour, or at least it was last time I looked. About yeah. four hours ago. And um, so, Helpy is, uh, oh, people started giving examples on the Twitter thread where I talked about this. Like, someone who's like, I live in Florida, I live a hundred miles from the coast, and every single time any part of Florida is impacted by anything, our relatives call to demand we sleep in life jackets. And really... Florida's a lot bigger than you'd think, and not all of it is peninsula. Yeah, it's, and even if it is peninsula, sleeping in life jackets when you're nowhere near the coast is ridiculous. Again, we are, you know, what, 140 miles from the coast? I, I actually was measuring it. It looks like we're about 140 miles as the crow flies from Wilmington, which is where it was predicted to make landfall. Okay, um, because we actually have to calculate that out at some point. Mm-hmm. Because if we are 100 miles from the border of the United States, then ICE cannot effectively, cannot demand to search things and we can be like, screw you. We are, I believe we are, we are just barely outside that, but I need to get a specific I think so. base on I, the It sort of, of depends coast, on yeah. how you count the Outer Banks. Or, or what, you, what you count as the, as the actual, yeah, so. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, Helpy is is a combination of and and the good-natured advice we can you know i i just shrug and go they mean well things like be sure you don't run your generator inside the garage yes yes we know we this is not our first rodeo if your friends and family have not been incredibly stupid in the time you have known them maybe 
don't say these things to them. They yeah. assume that, and yes, people do very stupid things during natural disasters, but those are frequently, I'm not going to say stupid people because people panic and lose their heads, but if you're going to panic and lose your head, um, honestly, the suggestion eight days in advance to fill the bathtub with water is not going to save them. And people do silly, dangerous, stupid things at other times of the year, and every time you hear the moment someone says, I'm going to deep fry my turkey this year. Oh, God. The people become healthy about, are you going to set it up so that you can lower it safely using Alton Brown's method? Make sure it's completely dry and completely thawed before you put it in the oil. No, I was just going to launch it out of a cannon in while frozen into boiling oil. If I, I've been, frankly, frying turkeys for about 15 years now. I haven't done one recently, but yeah, I, I, I get that. And yeah, it's dangerous. It can be dangerous if not done properly. And yes, people get hurt every year because they don't listen. But you should always take into account, if you're feeling the urge to be healthy, take a close look at the person you want to, to be healthy at. And also take a close look at yourself and see if it, do I feel helpless and I am trying to do something and I don't know what to do. And, and it's okay if you feel helpless and you want to do something and you don't know what to do. We understand that urge. Right. We, we counter that in ourselves by giving money to charities. Or, and if you if you are just like, I if if that's not enough, just ask first. Be like, do you need suggestions? Have you done this before? All just ask. Yeah. And if they say no, I don't need advice. No is a full sentence. <laughs> Stop. Because look at it this way: they're not going to listen to your advice anyway at that point. So save your breath, please. Please. All right. Well, we've we've ranted enough about that. Um, and also, we have a generator. Yes, we have tested it. Yep. We have a chainsaw. Yes, we yep. have tested, tested it. it. Mm -hmm. uh, went through. We went through all of that earlier today. Uh, in between um, setting up the the chicken coop and then going ahead or setting up the temporary coops in case we need them and strapping down the coops. I figured I had a little time. And I might as well get that done now. Yes, right. we have also filled the freezer with bottled water mm -hmm. in a sort of... I'm actually extremely proud of the, like, neatness of how I have organized the freezer to keep the uh, things that are extremely precious safe. Uh, to me, that is the deer meat and the... Uh, chunk bacon. And the chunk bacon... Uh, I'm not sure if the ch I think the chunk bacon is in there. Yeah. I can get more chunk bacon. Oh, and the frozen uh, ghost peppers from the last frozen year. The frozen Yeah, yeah. The, the, the All the frozen peppers I need to be making a nice relish out of. It's not going to be nice. It's going to be fucking evil. It's going to be fantastic. And we have also been uh, eating yeah. out of the freezer basically for the yeah. last few days, which means that basically Kevin and I are kind of bloated because I think we ate about two pounds of venison. The, the problem it was amazing. We, we don't get to have the our freezer is dead cookout if if we lose power for more than about 12 hours because we've eaten most of the meat now. But on the flip side, that's one less thing to worry about, right? If we lose the KUEC frozen stuff, yeah, whatever. We'll toss yeah. it and we'll get the next bit. If we lose... I'm honestly kind of happy not to have to eat some of those taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so... That... But we've, I think we've eaten most of the deer that I got. And... No, there's none of your personal deer left. Good. That um, was the last of it. That uh, I felt very strongly that... If I was going to go and take an animal's life, I was by God going to make sure none of that deer went to waste. And we did very good. We did. Yes, we, we ate it all. We made really good stew. We made roasts. It, it was... We gave it to friends who were so overjoyed to have venison to cook with. Yeah, it was... It was... It did not go to waste. And that... Because that is the thing that really, really chafes, chafes my hide is... Stuff going to waste. Indeed. 
Thinking of things going to waste, I have a whole bunch of letters from listeners I don't want to waste. All right. So we'll get to those right after this break. back we all have fresh drinks i'm gonna scoot my chair over and hopefully that didn't i didn't make actually too get a fresh drink well you're not done with your wine as it that's is that's true so all right let us look at the letters that have come in this last month which i have my i have a, I have a folder set aside specifically for letters now you're so organized. month to month so a lot of comments came in about joining the cult about starting to, to bullet journal a little bit let me get out of the system mm-hmm. it's a cult there you go um, Star wrote in to say that uh, I do a very simplified bullet journal for work, have a notebook with two page marker strings. First four pages are info I want with me at meetings, usually copied from the prior book. Uh, what systems are called what, major file names, things like that. Then the white bookmark goes into the next two-page spread with the to-do things. Um, put square in the margin, fill in when done, bold if do next. When down to two to three things, open boxes and rest uh, and the rest. Done, I find the next two-page spread, move the bookmark, put to-do and date at top, so on and so forth. The brown marker is for notes from meetings, always the next open page, date in which meeting and margin, so the to-do and meeting notes sort of end up leapfrogging each other. I've got mine a little more segmented since it's a disc-bound notebook, so I've actually got dividers between major sections, and then most of the bullet journal pieces I'm doing are actually in the are mostly for the to-dos. I will point out those dividers make an excellent place to put band stickers. Uh, band stickers. Um, there's one from a Discord I'm on. That one's all band stickers. There's a, a warning sign about v- zombie outbreaks. Um, <laughs> blue microphone. I do not mind talking about how awesome blue microphones are. That's pretty much all we're using here. Uh, um, I see a black blood of the earth. Yes, it's because uh, Funranium Labs and Phil are awesome. And I will die. And then, of course, on the cover, I have uh, all... You of, will die? What? I, if I drink too much, I will die. Of black blood of the black earth. Blood it's of a the coffee. Earth, yeah. Coffee. Yeah. And then, uh, finally... Um, and fun, Ranium, if you're listening to this, you could be my GM, but I would insist on playing a paladin. And then, finally, on the front cover, I've, I've put all the productivity alchemy stickers that I give out at cons and events. So... That I I, I love of, how good natured people are when you hand them a sticker that's just a heart with fail in it. If uh, people really dig it, especially if they've been listening for a while, um, because as you all know, you will fail, and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> you should celebrate that fail for God's sake. Fail <laughs> gloriously and spectacularly, and get a sticker. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. God damn! I lived through my first marriage. I want a sticker for that. Uh, we can make one. <laughs> I, I'll need sticker sheets because the company I was ordering for stickers, it turns out the owner is a terrible human being, and so I can't order from them anymore. Uh-huh, yes, that's they're a such high quality, and it's just it 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 burns a little bit. Talent is not always married to virtue. Yes. <clears throat> Someone said that to me in a dream I had, and I have found it a remarkably useful phrase. It just depresses me that. It came from a dream, because that's so goddamn flaky. (laughs) All right, our next letter is from Elizabeth. Uh, Dear Kevin and Ursula, I've been listening to Productivity Alchemy for a little while now, and just today I caught up on the last episode in the archive. I'm feeling a little bereft that I will now have to wait for more. Sorry, we're working on it. You've been wonderful company while cleaning the house and cooking dinner. There have been many things that made me smile, like Kevin's enthusiasm for all his guests, Ursula's frequent injections, I'm especially fond of her little woo at the end of each episode, and the gentle cheeping of chicks when they were being fostered. (laughs) Kevin, do you ever miss the chicks? I don't really miss having them in here. There was... It was like... I I didn't want to wake them. I I tried to be editing one of these at... 
you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, but I didn't want to wake them. So I'm here in the dark and hoping I don't bump something or drop something or turn on a light. And then the chicks wake up and I, oof, it was very strict during the day. It was kind of nice. Cause I could, you know, there would be sort of this the, a constant cheeping and I could, you know, open up the little lid and little Dotson who was dotty at the time could sit on my finger grumpily. I should have taken a lesson from that early on. Um, um, out of curiosity, did you tell the productivity alchemy listeners about Dotson? I think so. I think we, we talked about it last week. For those of you who missed it, um, sometime in the last two weeks, I posted a photo of the uh, more, golden, well, golden lace wine dot that I I got. And with the idea that she would be a beautiful hen and a great addition. And I post this photo and immediately our friend Andrea, a.k.a. Um, Comrade Shepherd, I believe. Yes. Neolithic sheep. Um responds that is a very beautiful has he he's he's very beautiful has he started crowing yet and i'm like time out <laughs> and a couple other people like that is a very pretty rooster and now we're like looking it up and we're comparing feather designs and colors and i'm like it's a rooster and we should have realized long before but we've never done this before uh, well a we've never done this before and b you live with them you don't really notice day to day and and like liz said like two months ago your chicken has a mullet but we didn't and he did but we didn't really think about it and then as soon as we go out and look at him we're like oh god of course he's a rooster as, but the, you as the tail feathers have been come, yeah, as the, when well, really no, it looked, was the neck feathers. The neck feathers and the saddle feathers, it, those are rooster feathers. It was the tail feathers. That tail is going to be spectacular and green. Yeah. Females don't the, have green teeth. It, it, it was the neck Tails. feathers for me. I yeah. looked at the neck and was like, oh, God, of course that's a rooster. But it's day-to-day. You don't even think about it. And he's he's very well-mannered and doesn't crow too loudly. No, the neighbors I, have any, I think the neighbor directly down at the end of our driveway where there's just sort of like a long tunnel to sp- to to amplify the sound or whatever, he's heard him early in the morning. He's the only one who's ever who said anything. And he says only out in the yard, not in his house. Yeah. So and they're they're right saying, outside, basically the master bathroom, and I rarely hear them. And basically, he only crows when he's like locked in the coop and feeling indignant. And crowing is his version of running a tin cup over the bars, going "Release me from this cell." Oh, occasionally he sat out on the front porch and done it. You slept right through it. Of course, I sleep like a log. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so Dottie is now Dots and the Rooster. We mm-hmm. we uh, a couple of listeners or not listeners, a couple of readers have uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> joked that we have a transgender chicken, and we are fine with that. If you if you want to to if that gives you if like, that's your head cannon. Yes, if that's your head cannon, and that is awesome. We don't want to be seen as two boring cis individuals as making light of that when, in fact, chicken sexing is a very difficult thing and this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. We just misidentified him, which we could argue that lots of trans people just get misidentified too, but uh, we don't want anybody to think we're being taking right. this too lightly. Right. Anyway, he is a yeah. lovely rooster. We quite like him. Yes. Anyway, uh, back, back to Elizabeth's letter. The show has reaffirmed that I already had a pretty solid system that works for me, but has encouraged me to make a few small tweaks. I especially loved your interview with Sarah Wendell, which encouraged me to look into automating a few bits and pieces. My sweetheart and I are also in the early stages of trialing the Our Groceries app. Uh, Since I write the list and he does the shopping, I'm hoping this will help with the times he forgets to pick up items and forgets to tell me he hasn't picked up the items. It also makes it harder to forget to take the entire list with him since it's no longer on paper. Anyway, thank you so much for the work you do. I have appreciated the inspiration. Well, thank thank you, you. Elizabeth. Yes. Um, I'm glad you're getting a lot of uh, of good stuff out of our groceries. It didn't really work for us. Um, And I'm going to take full responsibility for that (laughs) failure. Uh, I will throw myself on that one because I didn't use it. Kevin could make a list all he wanted, and then I would completely ignore its existence. Right. Uh, that is completely me. I, yeah, me a culpa. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, uh, in order to make sure, remember the milk. Same problem. Right. Uh, in order to coordinate when Liz was here, and now that Jake's here full time, uh, I use Google Keep Notes. When I'm doing the runs, so I'll end up writing down the things you want in Keep, and then I'll have Jake add to it. And I was having Liz update or add to it, and that was that was really helpful. All right, who's next? Laura! Did I write down Laura? I did not write down Laura. I need to write down Laura. 
Why did I not write down Laura? Uh, this is uh, Kevin's writing down the people to thank at the end of the show. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, from Laura. These comments are very out of date because I'm currently binge listening from the beginning. Wow. Uh, but I have thoughts and it is probably a better method than hunting Ursula up on Patreon. Uh, yes, because uh, while, I, while all the Patreon messages do get sent to my inbox, um, my opinion on Patreon is basically I don't want to be bothered by lots of crap and email, and I assume you don't either. <laughs> so it's like, I will never bother you on Patreon. You can you can support the podcast who will be there. Once in a blue moon, there will be a post saying, you can download a book here, or I'm not dead. But I just assume you can get plenty of me if you want to find me on Twitter. Basically, she's not looking at it. Just understand. No, no, it gets sent to my email. Okay. Yeah, uh, I told you about the guy who decided, who, uh, the, the spam... Email around. Did I not tell you about the spam comment? I, I think you did. Yeah, yeah. Who was uh, who? Who was informing me that he had been wanking to all of my picks on Patreon? Wow. Yeah, it's impressive because all of my picks on Patreon, as far as I know, are the Dropbox logo. But you know what? You do you, dude. <sighs> Your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. Sorry, Laura. I didn't mean to Laura, derail yeah. that. Carry we, on. We, we will continue. Anyway, I love the scrap bro concept, and it was very sad that there are basically no posts on Instagram. There's a bit more under dude craft. But I did have an opinion about the popularity of decorative strap, scrapbook-style bullet journals. I think a part of it may be that it's a socially acceptable, stigma-free form of expression. Oh, no, I agree. If you say, I'm spending hours and dollars on making pretty things that have no resale or functional value, but they feed my soul, that can, especially for women, feel very selfish or self-centered or emotional or wasteful or otherwise go against the prevalent nurturer-caregiver narrative. But if you say, hey, I'm doing bullet journaling or planning or organizing my life or prototyping for my possibly imaginary Etsy store, all of a sudden you are a business person or an organizer and you're being productive and that's far more acceptable outlet. You know, I think you are 100% right on this, Laura. And mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I am going to actually say I am part of the problem on this. <laughs> um, I will cop to that because I am more snarky than I should be about these things because I do in fact make money on the whole thing and as the resale value so it is very easy for me to get very sort of sarcastic about it because uh, it's what I do for a living and I should really stop being such an ass about it and realize that people can make things just to be pretty because they feel better having made it and that's fine. And uh, yes, they absolutely can. I am in a weird, the weird elitist position of when I make something, people usually want to buy it. Yeah. But lots of people aren't there. And, and I say elitist. Yes, I worked very hard to get where I am. But... That being said, there is a lot of value in creating just to do something creative and make something nice that you can look at and go, God damn, I did a cool thing. <laughs> and Very true. Which, you know, is basically all of art writ large. There, I do things just because I'm like, damn, that's a cool thing. And so, yes, 100%. Um, this is making me think of... Lots uh there are lots and lots of magazines to segue a bit or segue to to go off on a tangent. There are lots and lots of magazines. Uh Stampington Company is in fact the primary purveyor of them that are basically scrapbooking magazines. Oh, they yeah. are, you know uh there's a whole line they do called Where Women Create and Where Women Work, I think, and occasionally where women women cook, that is nothing but studio porn. And I catch her reading it every so often. Oh, hell yeah. Studio porn is like garden porn. <laughs> it's, you know, I want to see how everybody else organizes their studio. And part of me is like, I should be above this. I am a real artist, TM. But no, fuck <laughs> it. I want to see other people's studios. And yes, they're all cleaned up and, and at very good photo angles and have nice lighting. 
but I have actually gotten some very useful tips about organization from those. Uh, but uh, yes, there is an entire judginess of society. It's, oh, you're doing curly, pretty things. That's not okay. But if I'm bullet journaling, then you can make a pretty thing and it's like, oh, that's fine. You're organized. And this is, in fact, where, you know, and I get very snarky about bullet journals that are pretty as opposed to functional, but if you're using it as an outlet to do pretty things, that that's the only way you can get society not to give you shit. My God, knock yourself out. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna show you a thing in a later letter that you're going to be gobsmacked about. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it is, look, here, I will give you blanket permission, and I am an artist with, like, big awards and shit. <laughs> to make pretty stuff if it makes you happy, and you don't have to justify it to anybody. Here, can, can we get a certificate like the one you did for permission to make bad art? Uh, I could probably do that. Yes. Um, a while ago, if you didn't happen to see it, I gave I I made a certificate suitable for printing that the bearer of this certificate could make bad art, and it would be okay. And uh, there was a the little wombat in the bottom saying. I have a Hugo Award, and I say it's fine. <laughs> well, Ursula now has two Hugo Awards. And a Nebula. Says, and a Nebula. And a couple others. It says, it's okay. You can make as much bad art as you need to make, because by God, art, the bad art needs to get made to make the good art. At the, I will also say, if you want to just make something pretty because it makes you feel good to have laid things out and it's nice and organized and shit, do it. My God, I do that all the time. I just put a title on it and call it a book cover. It's true. Yeah, like I, I make, I'll get in the mood and I'll make like four or five book covers that you know I For may things not that don't ever exist. use. Yeah. Well, I mean, they might exist eventually, but I. Just because I'm in the mood to make something that's sort of pretty and attractive and has the stuff and the, the layouts and whatnot. So, seriously, you have total permission to go and make a gorgeous bullet journal or a collage or scrapbook or whatever you want. If it makes you happy and feel better about life and if anybody gives you shit about them, send them to me and I will fight them. There you go. Carry on. Back back to Laura's letter. <laughs> yes. Um. I spend a fair amount of time thinking about how context and framing really affects the perception of activities. The scrap bro thing is also about that. Hey, let's reframe this as a masculine thing, and then you're not going against gender norms. Anyway, yep. permission to read if you wish granted, but I don't actually expect that or even an answer. Please keep it up. Um, it's going to take me a few days or weeks to go through all the backlog, and it's both educational and entertaining. So she sent this on um, uh, early August. Okay. Early August, because we're we're in the September letter time frame now, and she was on episode twelve. So at some point, she's going to reach episode sixty-two and hear her letter, and possibly a couple more, depending on on how many she's getting through in a day. Yes. Uh, the other. But thing... I think you have made an incredibly no, valid great, point, Laura. Great point. And, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes, there's a lot of crap that just gets dismissed because it's framed as feminine. Yeah. Basically, the only thing we get as women that is superior to men is we're allowed to smell nice. Uh, men just have to smell like musk and... Um, we're, we're we're allowed to smell... Well, I guess no. From gender norms, we're not necessarily allowed to smell nice. Basically, you have to smell like socially acceptable sweat. Yes. Which and, is Old Spice. Uh, yes. I personally am... Not down with that, which is why I use green tea, Dr. Bronner's when no, I No, no, I'm it. glad because my dad used Old Spice and that would fuck me up. Yeah. And and for a while I was on the axe train and that that had to go. And I appreciate that you're willing to to admit that and 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 say that there is a road to recovery. It worked when I was using it, but as with all things Axe, a little goes a long way, and at some point it just becomes cliche. Also, this was like 12 years ago. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Corey, who I interviewed a couple months ago. Hi, Corey. Uh, wrote in to say, hi, Kevin and Ursula. This is... Uh, as requested, here's my friend Claire's reaction to my interview. Holy shit, you were interviewed on Productivity Alchemy. I downloaded it and will listen. Go you. Yay! I honestly thought she was playing me for a while because she never even checked the episode list until she listened. She found it hilarious that her first interview back in May, 
uh, that the first need to be back in May before a conference presentation, and I've been keeping it a secret for almost three months. Maybe one day I can talk her into doing an interview with you. Take care. Corey, Corey, I, you know where to find me. Um, and I have a whole bunch of people who have offered themselves up for interviews that I, now that I'm in the, <laughs> once the hurricane's passed, I'm in the, I don't have to be anywhere for like a month and a half. Um, all things open is coming up towards the end of October, but I don't have to travel for that one. It's, it's a local con, which or a local, local tech conference. So, uh, I'm going to start emailing those out because there's no, there's the next trip to prep for is in November. And so things are going to calm down a little bit and I'm not presenting at all things open this year. So I'm not going to have that pre conference presenter nervousness going on which is fine because i'm going to have a major one for october because i have right. to give a talk about uh fairy tales and then go and give a talk about writing for children this would be a great time to take a break is it yes okay. i think we should take a break for a few minutes let Absolutely. the nice people go grab drinks and visit the bathroom all right we will do that Okay, we are back to finish out the reader letters from the last month. You say Listener. finish out, but I don't promise anything if I run out of wine. Not fair, fair. Um, Kevin wrote in, I know it's a little confusing, to ask if... Oh, this is our wombat buddy. Yes. Which um, is ironic because his name is Kevin, like Kevin, and it's also wombat like me, so it, yeah. Right. Uh, I hope this isn't too much of an imposition, but I'm banging my head against a very particular requirement, and the Google is failing me. My wife wants to run software on her Windows 10 desktop that will give her a daily pop-up countdown to various deadlines. Um, example, a paper proposal due in 12 days, Chupacabra encyclopedia article due in 42 days, etc., etc. That's all she's looking for, none of the scheduling software I've looked at will do that. Do you have any recommendations? So, my... I actually answered this last month directly because it seemed a little more urgent mm -hmm. and also they he realized within like an hour that we were leaving for worldcon but i actually answered it from i think worldcon and that was i said uh, try remember the milk really simple uh the desktop apps support all kinds of things you can integrate with your calendars and you have to pay this the only drawback i really have with it in if you need something really simple like that is in order to use things that aren't just their website, you kind of have to pay them money. Now I don't see any problem with that. So there's that. Um, at the time, the, um, it was like the night of the Hugos when we were, when I, I, I Oh, uh, in case anyone missed it, I did not win either of them. Right. That's okay. I already have two Hugos. The buff does not stack. And right. I was incredibly thrilled mm -hmm. at the people it went to. I, I knew that short story was going to Rebecca Roan Horses. Oh. Uh, th there was... Yeah. Th yeah no, that, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That blew us all out of the water. And honestly, again, and I've said this before, but I will say it again. The biggest award is not the fact that you get to say, I won a Hugo, although, I mean, that's easy for me to say because I have them. I've yes. won that already. It's the fact you get to stand next to all the other people who were nominated and go, oh my god, the world thinks these are my peers. And that's the, the mind-blowing thing, because you're like, dude, these people, holy crap, I was nominated for award alongside Philip Pullman and Sarah Reese Brennan and Sam Miller and dude, these are my I, right? peers, yeah. my colleagues. It's it's pretty wild. It it kind of is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hope anyway. that helped. Yes, Kevin slash Wombat. Mm -hmm. We should we should have dinner next time here in town. Absolutely. Um. Now a. Uh, we're we're starting to catch up. Alyssa commented on my uh, on our episode with Jim Hines. This one was only like two weeks ago. Ah, two three weeks ago. Um, 
And the, the comment is, oh, Kevin, I think you're missing one of the most important aspects of the wall calendar, which is when someone asks you to do something, you can say, oh, I need to go home and check my calendar and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's a great way to never be pressured into doing anything on the spot. My family uses a wall calendar to coordinate our movements. I live with my parents. We're both self-employed. I've seen my mom tell people she can't do a thing until she checks the calendar while on the phone standing in front of the calendar. <laughs> I usually say I'm going to check the calendar because it sounds a lot better than saying I need to ask my parents if it's okay because even though I'm in my 30s, I have a medical condition. That means I live at home and don't own a vehicle. Anything that I would need to agree to immediately or lose the opportunity is probably too short notice to even be feasible anyway, given said medical condition and the difficulty I have traveling. You know what? That's that's a great thing right there. It really is. It really and is. Yeah. I actually do a version of this, which is, let me check with Kevin. He keeps the calendar. It's very true. And I no one pressures me into agreeing to a thing immediately because I'm always like, I don't know. I... I am stupid, flaky artist, cannot possibly decide. Now, let me check with man who keeps schedule. Um, and, and okay, there is some truth to it, because linear time is hard for me. But You cannot uh, see me rolling my eyes. <laughs> but, uh, and I frequently do check with Kevin, like, are we doing a thing on this? But, yes, there is a lot to be said for that. Oh, yeah. Also, for the record, it's it's totally okay to be in your 30s and live with your parents. I mean, the only reason that I am not living with my mom or my mom is living with me, depending on how we wish to define this, <laughs> is because she's currently in Oregon and she has lots of friends there and I am spending money every month to make sure she can stay there with her friends, but because I... um. I get along really well with my family as long as they're about a thousand miles away. It's a it's a thing. Yes, and this it's is no thing. reflection on them. It is entirely a reflection on me. My mother is a lovely woman. My father is a lovely man. I enjoy them immensely for very short visits, and then I wish to live in my own cave. So it is totally okay that you live, you're in your 30s and your parents live with you, or you live with your parents, or however you wish to phrase that. You know, in any other culture other than ours, that would be bog standard. We'd all be like, why do you even have to mention that? Mm -hmm. I know, right? So. Okay. Um, bullet journaling article. Right. Okay. So both Frank and um, uh, Mita wrote in to tell me about an article on Tor.com. I think it was just, my God, it's only last week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so last week, and that was, it's uh, bullet journaling as a fantasy writer. And this is the one I was talking about earlier that I said, I will show you a thing. Okay. So the first thing about it is, I mean, look at these, look at these monthly covers. This actually looks a lot like um, the, the scrapbooking porn that you can see in, um, right. I want to say art journaling. Uh, th this is where, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Bullet journaling is, is, sort of bleeding over into art journaling, and yes. that's okay. It I is, am not is. judging you. Art journaling is totally fine. There are a lot of people who it works great for. For me, I found that... Um, uh, okay, I'm trying to find a way to phrase this without sounding like I'm bragging. I am already drinking from the goddamn fire hose as yeah. far as creativity goes. The problem is not untap unleashing my inner creativity <laughs> it's getting it to shut the fuck up and so i can get some work done this is a very privileged position because i have a job that basically is like let me suck all the creativity out of you to various fronts so it's great but if you are in a job that does not value creativity you can build all kinds of blocks around it because uh, the world is hammering those blocks right. in. Art journaling in that case is incredibly useful, and I hope you find it extraordinarily useful. So, uh, yes, this this is where the bleed over is. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, now, before before you start down the rest of this rant, yes, I, I want to point out that this is from uh, Jen Lyons, mm -hmm. and what she has done is she has done that this this thing where it is both a functional journal and a piece of art that, that satisfies, I guess, the pieces of her soul that aren't being written out in paper. And for the record, this is awesome if you have good handwriting. 
Yeah, I mean, I it is. I have such shitty handwriting. And, and, like, her monthly pages are spectacular. That, that bee is gorgeous, yes. Yeah, um, the yellow, the bee and the yellow is uh, because she lives in Georgia, and April is when the pollen starts to really move, and I understand that. And turns everything here, yellow, yes, yeah. everything. Uh, here it turns everything chartreuse. Yes. But, I, I and she had a lot of fun doing this it's very obvious she put a lot of work and effort and really enjoys it but is has done a lot to also make sure it remains functional and this is the funny thing because i'm looking at all these gorgeous illuminated like borders i know right i couldn't actually do those yes i'm an artist but i would just stare at it and be like oh i'm gonna fuck this shit up i'm gonna go work digitally uh this is why i don't keep (laughs) one of these spectacular journals because a my handwriting is crap and b um i screw things up constantly all the time and i work digitally because i can hit undo so i admire (laughs) this while not keeping one myself because i'm like this is spectacular and it would be nothing but erasure marks if i did it right but this is uh reading through this article with some how-tos on bullet journaling and just the the work that she has put into it um her she it started to be called her book of days which is why it started to get illuminated and things yeah, like th- that there's, this is an illuminated letter for god's sake right right so it's beautiful it has gold it's yeah gold it's, leaf in the whole kit uh you know the the guys who did the book of kells would be like yeah that's pretty badass well, here's the here's the, here's 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 the key quote and lastly i apologize because i'm also an artist that's right I'm that person. And I am also that person in that I am an artist and a writer, but I don't do this. Right. And that's okay. Uh, And I give you permission both to do this if it'll make you happy and to not be able to do this because we're all very complicated people. Um, So that... I will post the link to this article in the show notes. It's very pretty. Because it's very pretty. And if you want you want some planner porn, that's some planner porn right there. Um, also, we have an offer to expand artist interviews to include a full-time working potter, which I think would be fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mother told – my mother, who is a fine artist, mm-hmm. and um, and my mother makes amazing paintings. She does. It's pretty pretty incredible. The thing is, my mother is a painter's painter. Other artists buy her stuff because they know how hard it is. The general public is like, huh. <laughs> truth, um, truth. And this is why I support my mother financially, uh, which, again, I don't resent at all. But it's it's very hard to be extraordinarily specialized. But one thing she told me a thousand years ago was... The only artists who make any money are potters. So I actually totally <laughs> want you to interview this guy. All right. Because uh, I want to see how true that is. Yep. Well, um, that was everything. And now that Sergey is back, I'm going to update my folder uh, from September letters to October letters. A couple of good resources as Kevin is typing. Yeah. Um, and I make sarcastic noises about stampington.com stuff or stampington company or whatever while at the same time guiltily reading their work right they uh they produce where women create they produce art journaling um i think they do a couple scrapbooking magazines these are overpriced but they are big glossy very pretty and it's easy for me to sit here and say they're overpriced because I'm not the one putting them together if I was the person having to do it then I would probably kick the Ursula saying it's overpriced in the head and say 895 is not a lot of money for the amount of crap I'm having to lay out in design shut the fuck yes. up so yes. it's inspiration porn it's very pretty mm-hmm. It's okay if you want to look at that. Look, again, I give you blanket permission. I have lots of awards. If anyone says you can't look at that because it's girly, I will fight them. And the, the other place, I'm I'm finding myself going to Etsy to get ideas. Right? And occasionally... Etsy, Etsy is... There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on Etsy. And occasionally 
Wow, that was an incredibly neutral statement. I was going to say, and occasionally buying PDFs and printing them out to see how they work for me. Um, I consider all of those business expenses because I'm reviewing them for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the one I hope thing, you're keeping track and uh, will provide it to me at the end of the year so that I'm, I may write it off. We can do that. Yes. We can certainly do that. Uh, the side effect is, of course, there is apparently there's only one script font that you're allowed to use if you're creating these pages on like Etsy or Amazon. And is it Chancery Black? I don't know. All I know is I'm really tired of it. <laughs> Like, can I get some block letters on these things? No, it has to be script. Why does it always have to be script? And it's always the same script. I I will have to be. I will have to take a look at it. Yes. Um, yeah. I am that person who occasionally sits at the end of credits, going, "I know that font." Uh, I, I I think at least uh, on at least one, you're like, "Oh, papyrus." Oh God! I went to the the Raptor Center in Charlotte, and they had such good birds. And they were such good, kind, oh, yeah. decent people. And one of their birds attacked my friend Brooke on accident. Didn't attack her. Okay, attack is a strong word. He was trying to launch himself off her arm, and he missed and hit her in the face. And it was hilarious. KB Spangler, who we had on the uh, the, had on the show. about two months ago, I guess. Yes, um, we were uh, Sean and McGuire, who we also had in the show. We were all there with her agent, and we all watched this poor, confused little raptor um, hit Brooke in the face and fall down. And oh my god, the staff was so embarrassed. It was, it was yeah, really, it was a thing. Uh, and, and they came up later and, and gave her one of his feathers. We're like, we're so sorry. And she wrote up an incident report, which was, we're cool. He's a good bird. It's fine. She wasn't hurt at all. It was just a small pocket in her you have to, face. Yeah, you have to write oh, it up. Yeah. I still think it's hilarious. Uh, but all their signs were in papyrus, and I was wandering around going, these birds deserve better than papyrus. <laughs> uh, a few, like, six months ago, I was pulling in to get gas at the gas station, and you know how it is when visibility is bad? I had accidentally cut off a dude I couldn't see because he was coming around the side of the building. And I felt very bad right up until I saw that the name of his landscaping company was written in papyrus. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> papyrus? No! I'm getting gas first. Papyrus, Comic Sans, and... Um... Okay, here's the thing. I actually feel Comic Sans deserves a lot more respect than it gets. Oh, no, no, I, I don't disagree. It's just so overused. And it's not even that it's overused. I mean, uh, it was overused. Now I don't know if it is or not, but and it became a laughing stock, and people were using it for wildly inappropriate things. Like there's a photo circulating somewhere of like sex offender support group meeting in Comic Sans. But for a good, solid, readable, free font that expressed what it was supposed to express, it was fine. It was just that it was included free with the Microsoft package, and shit happens. And Papyrus, same thing. Uh, Every church on Earth who wanted to express that they were serious and spiritual, but not like to the point of illuminated letters, used Papyrus. I could go on about this for about the next five hours, so I will stop. Stop here, and uh, our last break before we will come back and we'll wrap the show up, okay? All right. Yes. Yes. We are back. We are wrapping up the show so that we can go finish whatever it is we need to do before the hurricane gets here. I'd like to thank Star and Elizabeth and Corey and Kevin and Alyssa and Frank and Mita and Laura for writing in and for your comments and your insights and your questions. I 
really like getting the letters and the feedback, and I really enjoy these shows, so thank you a lot. Now, for those of you at home who might be doing the badge collecting thing, we issue Mozilla Open Badges. These are images with metadata that tell you uh, where you earned a thing and who issued it and all kinds of cool stuff. Look them up. Uh, look up Open Badges. It's really cool. Uh, so we issue them here at Productivity Alchemy. This week's code that you can enter on the website is Hurricane, in honor of the hurricane that we are now staring. We're having a staring contest with, and we're going to see who who moves first. So we're going to go prep for that and stay dry and all of those things. If you want to send us prep a- for that, my ass, we already prep for that. We're going to go watch a Midsummer Murders. All right, we're going to go watch Midsummer Murders and hope the power stays on. That's pretty much where we're at at this point. Anyway, if you want to send in a comment or your own letter, you can comment on the individual episodes on the website. You can email me directly, kevin at sunny, S-O-N-N-E-Y dot com. There's also a contact form on the website. You can use any of those methods to get in touch with me. I don't take questions from Twitter because it's really hard to, like, I'll lose things in the mention stream so quick. You put them in in, uh, moments. I put the, put them in moments. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, I like having an email folder that I can just update every month with, all right, here it is. This is. I've changed September. The September folder is empty. So now I can rename it to October and we can go on to that. That's just how I organize things. Anyway. I just want to say for the record, I am 99.9% sure that we will come out of this with no more than a annoyance of... Power outages, internet outages, and in the worst case scenario, a tree will fall on the house and we'll be like, God damn it, now we gotta get this fucking tree off our house. However, mm-hmm. should the absolute apocalyptic worst happen, yes, it's been totally real, internet. We've really enjoyed it's, doing it. It's been this, great, yeah. And we love you all. Yeah. You're weirdos, but we love you. <laughs> We're weirdos, too, so it works out. Yes. All that being said... If you want to support us, you can share the episodes, you can recommend them to other people, you can talk about them on Twitter, things like that. You can also support us at Patreon, patreon.com slash Ursula V. You can buy me a coffee at uh, ko-fi.com, coffee.com slash ksunny, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. There's also some support options on the website itself. Don't feel the need to spend money. Honestly, if, we're just glad that yeah, this is helpful. I'm, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm Send happy. Send us a nice tweet, please. I'm, I'm happy to do this, and I'm really thrilled that we're in year two, and that some of the things I've got coming up that I hopefully the storm won't get in the way of. And I just want to say, possibly because I've had wine and maudlin, I am oh, really Lord. proud of the work that Kevin has done on this. Because even though I'm on the show and like I'm, you know, the the initial name recognition, Kevin has done all of the work here and has set up all of the interviews and is amazing. Aww. I uh, I just show up and babble for a little bit. So I'm really impressed at the work he's done on this. <laughs> Thank you. I'm 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 humbled and flattered um, by by every by you saying that. And every time somebody tells me how much this has meant to them as well. Okay, but be honest. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the people we run into at like WorldCon don't mention the podcast. They're like, we're so glad you post pictures. Of There's been chickens. a lot of that. There's been a lot of that. <laughs> And which is awesome too, honestly. I and I need to take more chicken pictures. It may be a lot of grumpy chickens in dog kennels in the next couple days, but still. <laughs> Dotson will still be proud and grumpy and so pretty. He's so pretty. He's he is yeah. a relentlessly pretty rooster. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna go. I'm gonna wrap this up and get it out into your ear holes. And while that's happening, we're probably gonna watch some midsummer murders, and that's how we unwind at the end of the day. So you unwind uh, how you need to, and remember tomorrow's always a new day, so stay productive.